Welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast, a place to be inspired and encouraged to live your life all out for Christ. Here are your podcast hosts, Brad and Jana Tuttle. Hi, everybody. It's Brad and Jana, and welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome. We are so excited that you're with us today, and we are going to be discussing uh, a message that, uh, a topic, I should say, that is really going to, I think, encourage you, uh, empower you, uh, challenge you in your walk with Christ. And today we're going to be talking about our beliefs should impact our behavior. We're going to start in uh, actually our main verses for this topic is going to be found in Romans 12 verses 1 and 2 and let's go back to the title our beliefs should impact our behavior that's powerful right there even if we just stopped there and left you with nothing else that's a powerful thing <laughs> we're done to hear and to really ponder on our beliefs as believers as, in other words the word of god our beliefs in god's word are our, our understanding of, his, of the theology and the Word of God should impact our behavior. Yes. And, and then when I said Romans 12, 1 and 2, you, some of you know where we're going to go with this. But let me say before I read Romans 12 that Paul has just got done mm-hmm. sharing with us in, verse, in chapters 1 through 11. He's laid out for us um, some powerful doctrine for us to live by as believers. He has talked about how we've been called. He's talked about how we have been justified, redeemed, how we have been um, sanctified. He's talking about, he, he's laid out for us our position in Christ when we come to be believers in Christ. And, and if it's so, that's some of the stuff that makes me so excited about being a believer. Know that God has called me. Know that God saw me in my mother's womb. Know that God knew me before I was ever formed in that in 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 that situation, and He called me, and He saved me, and He justified me. In other words, declared me not guilty, and then He sanctified me, and eventually He's going to glorify me when this life on this earth is over. So He's just laid that out in the first eleven chapters. So now in chapter 12, what he's going to do is he's going to go from what I like to say doctrine to now our duty or what I would like to say from belief, what we now believe, some of our, some of our, some of the theology that we need to hold on to that we believe. And now he's going to go from belief to behavior. So he's going to say, this is what Christ has done for you. Oh my goodness. The mercies of God have saved you, redeemed you, paid the price for you, bought you, um, set you free, and because of what he's done, this is now how we should behave. This is what our life should now look like. So in light of what God has done for you, this is how we should now live. So he's going to go from first 11 chapters laying out theology, and now he's going to go into our walkology, how we're supposed to now live this out. And this is I hope it's powerful to you because it's powerful to me because this is what I want to live by. So let me read to you Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. It says, I appeal. He's making an appeal here. He's not even, it's not so much a command. He's appealing to them. He's appealing to their hearts. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. Is God a merciful God? You better believe he is. By the mercies of God to present 
to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your, some versions say, which is your reasonable service. This version says, which is your spiritual worship. So really, someone asks you, what's worship? Worship, true worship is not really just an aspect. We, we try to set aside 15 minutes at the beginning of the service to sing songs and we call that worship. Well, the whole number one, the whole service is worship. The preaching's worship. The giving's worship. All of it's worship. The prayer is worship. But real worshiping God, true worshiping God, is giving our bodies as a living sacrifice. So holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Then he says, do not be conformed to this world. In other words, don't look like the world, but be transformed. And the way we're transformed is by the renewal of our mind. He says that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. These two verses are some of the most important and some of the most strategic words ever written down in human history. Um, if you follow them, they are capable of leading you to incredible victory in Christ. But here's what I, I want to warn. Don't, let, don't become so familiar with these two verses that you become passive in them. That they just kind of, you know, you read them and you quote them and they sound good and you like to write them down on your book and this and that. But you, we become so familiar, we become passive. We need to look at them fresh and new mm -hmm. and, and allow them to transform us from the inside out. So we need to learn the word and we need to, to, to stand upon what Paul has taught us and now live it out. So our beliefs should impact our behavior. As Brad was reading that, you know, I thought about uh, a couple of people in the Bible who, you know, the Bible is written to encourage us, this inspired word of God and um you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that their beliefs impacted their behavior when uh, everybody else bowed down to the golden image of the day. They didn't. They were persecuted, but God delivered them and honored them um, through that persecution. Also, Joseph, you know, regarding Potiphar's wife and um, even just being thrown into prison, being sold into slavery, all the years of trial and tribulation, um, his beliefs impacted his behavior, that he uh, presented his body, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as a living sacrifice unto God. And the Lord honored him for it. And, you know, I know we live in a day and age right now where it seems like, uh, purity and a passion for purity and taking a stand for godliness mm. is not the norm. Um, people don't understand it. And, and it's really sad to say that there's a lot of people out there in institutions that try to bring down people who take a stand for godliness and holiness. And so uh, we want to encourage you that, you know, uh, the greater one lives inside of you. Mm -hmm. And that if we tap into the power source of the Holy Spirit if we understand that we are to present our bodies daily 
in every situation and circumstance, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, that um, we realize that we're not going to be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind. And the only way we can do that is to be in the word and wash the word over our mind, uh, be in fellowship and relationship with God. You know, we, we can take a stand and we can be strong out there and be a light into darkness and be the salt of the earth that we're called to be. But I really believe that um, we have to purpose in our heart that we're going to present our bodies that living sacrifice and if you think about the word sacrifice you know um, the giving away of something um, that's sometimes what you think about it but you know what uh, obedience is better than sacrifice you know the Lord um, has us and calls us to a higher standard and the world might look at it as a sacrifice we see it more as it's our reasonable service that he did so much for us that we want to live holy before him and be the light that we're called to be and uh, Paul wouldn't have penned this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit if it was impossible for us to do so just know that um, you can walk that out today you can say today I'm going to present my body a living sacrifice and you know, babe, that word present, when he says present your bodies as a living sacrifice. You tell us. The word present. Yes. It, it implies a happy, willing offering of mm -hmm. oneself. So I'm going to wow. willingly, yes. um, gladly offer myself. He's not, he's not even talking here about dedicating our gifts or our abilities. He's not talking about us dedicating our money, our time, our ideas in, in this particular verse. Sure. He's talking about, he's asking us to sacrifice ourselves, to be a living sacrifice, to be willing to give away something of extreme value, which is who we are. Sacrifice our bodies as a living sacrifice, this, this incredible expression of worship. So we are to give ourselves to God as living sacrifices. You know, it's easy to say, it's easy to quote, it's easy to preach, but it's another thing to do it. Um, we try to hold back. We try not to give all of ourselves. I'll give, you know what, God, I'll give you part of myself. And But I got a lot of other things I got to give all the other parts of myself to. And God's asking us, think about it, how victoriously we would live if we ultimately gave God the best of us, all of us, first. Listen, they're, they're, he's going to make everything else work out. If you're willing to give all of yourself, sacrifice your all of who you are to him first, he's going to make everything. You're not going to be sliding any other area of your life. God will ultimately make everything work out incredible. Our beliefs should impact our behavior. So our lives, living sacrifice, giving our bodies as a living sacrifice, um, we're, our, our lives are supposed to be given over body and soul to the service of God. To be a Christian is to present our bodies as living sacrifice, and it's supposed to be a holy sacrifice. Holy meaning holy dedicated, set apart from the world. So you want to give a holy and acceptable living sacrifice to God. He's wanting us to separate. He's already done that in our conversion, separate us, sanctified us set us apart to himself, but he's wanting us to give a holy, dedicated life, not not a life that's connected to the world, but then connected some to God. 
He wants us to separate. Yeah, we're in the world and we share and we witness to the lost, but we're not of the world. We're we're of a new kingdom now, if y'all y'all we we are living in the kingdom of God, and we are supposed to live our lives as unto the Lord, holy, separated, holy, dedicated to Him. In other words, the term speaks of being fully abandoned to God. And I'll say again, for all of us, me, my wife, imagine. Imagine our lives if we were completely, fully abandoned to God. You know, we use that, uh, kind of talk about that when we come to the as aspect of athletics. You know, I'm, I am just, I, 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 I play football or I pray this sport with just reckless abandon. You know, I, you get out on the football field and man, if you're one of those guys just keeps pursuing people and you're just bang, bang, you know, and go after it, lit, you play with reckless abandon, you, you will, you will advance, I guarantee great things will come out of out of someone who plays a game like that well even us as individuals in the body of Christ we are supposed to live as unto God with reckless abandonment we're just supposed to give everything to him so Paul's saying hey because of all the things that Jesus has done for you now allow that to affect the way you live and I know when I got saved I think one of the things I told him at church it might have been yesterday one of the things that's so you know, drove me as as a young, as an early as a young believer in Christ was that I would wake up in the morning and I knew I wanted to pray, and if my body said stay in bed and sleep, you know you need this extra hour of sleep. You got to go to work. Got to work all day. You got to go to school at night. So just stay in bed. You need to sleep. My my spirit in me would rise up and just begin to speak to me and say, remember what Jesus did for you. And I and I just just came to me right now. It's kind of like Paul was saying, "Remember what he did to you in chapters one through eleven. Now live this way." So I'd lay in bed and I would hear that. Remember what he did to you. He delivered you from your past, from alcohol and all the things you were involved in. And and look at where you are now. And man, as soon as I began to hear that, I would just spring out of bed and I would get in my car, drive to the church where I went. And I'd start. I'd spend my prayer time before I went to work. So it's a matter of. Think of all that Christ has done for you. If you're even listening to this, and you're a believer listening to this, yes. to even know that he has saved you, redeemed you, paid the price for you, called you, mm -hmm. set you apart, sanctified you, justified you, declared you not guilty. Is he not, this is the way I look at it, is he not deserving of all of us? Is he not deserving of us giving our all to him? And that's all Paul's saying. Because of what Christ has, in light of what he has done for you, therefore... Present your bodies, in other words, all of you, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. That's just the reasonable thing for us to do as believers, to wholly dedicate ourselves to him. And I think someone who might be listening out there today, um, I think this is convicting you. I think this is challenging you because what it does for us is we begin to hear things like this and we realize, you know what, I'm... I'm I'm much more connected to the things of the world than I am connected to the things of God. Yes. I know I'm you're saying I know I'm saved, but I I'm from hearing this, I know I'm not where I need to be, and that's a good thing because we all need to be there when we're not where we should be with God. We all need that, you know, that kick in the pants so to speak, get us going and and get us to begin to to say to ourselves, I need to I I I'm not giving my all to God. I'm not laying down my all of my life to him. I'm 
trying to hold on to some of the things of the world and I'm trying to hold on to God. You can't, you can't straddle the fence, man. We've got to be on one side. We're all for God or, or, or for the world. So we've got to, we've got to get off the fence and we've got to begin to wholly commit ourselves and wholly dedicate ourselves to the Lord. So that's what Paul's telling us. Our, our belief, what we believe as believers in the word of God should affect the way we live. And it should be our logical worship. It should be our reasonable spiritual worship. And again, um, it can't be, we can't live a life of indifference. We can't give a life, live a life of apathy. We've got to start getting up in the morning saying, dear God, because of Jesus, I am yours. All of me is, 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 is all for you. And so that's one of the things that I encourages me in life is just that this is my reasonable service. This is my, this is my reasonable worship. Um, and then he says, and one of the ways you keep on doing this is that you get your mind transformed. You don't conform to the world, but we get transformed in our mind. We get transformed by renewing our minds. Talk about, talk about, my wife uh, is, is, is great with this aspect of the word and what the word does to wash us and renew our minds. You get transformed by your mind being renewed. You know, uh, the Word of God, it's living and active. It's a double-edged sword, the Word talks about. And, um, you know, uh, in Isaiah, the Lord says that as the rain comes down from the heavens and snow and uh, waters and produces, so my Word goes forth, it does not return to me void, but it will accomplish that which I called it to accomplish. So there is life in the Word of God. And so as Brad was just uh, saying, I have experienced this in my own life, um, different seasons of my life where I will uh, grab a hold of a scripture or maybe many that apply to the situation for that season. And I renew my mind with the word. Um, I heard of a minister one time that he had taken over uh, ministry and there was a, uh, this ministry was known to have a lot of stress and all of this and he said that he grabbed a hold of the word of God that, to cast all of his care upon the Lord for he cares for him and he said um, for many nights I would not sleep but the minute I grabbed a hold of that word he said it's like fear would come um, try to attack me in my sleep and doubt and worry and anxiety and he said he would roll out of bed he would get on his knees and he would declare that word um, to ca I cast all of my care upon him for he cares for me he'd get back in bed then the fear would try to come again he would roll out of bed and he said after three nights of doing this I, I don't remember how many countless times he said he no longer even struggled with fear it was almost like as he was wielding that sword of the spirit like ephesians talks about in our um, armor of god the sword of the spirit which is the word it was like the enemy just stopped with his tactics because he knew he could no longer have an effect on this minister and so uh we want to encourage you in that also uh i know that college has just started for a lot of kids they've gone off to college i know a precious young lady in our church just left to go to college and you know to present herself a living sacrifice i know that where she lives at um the the university of texas it's a co-op right dorm 
And so co-ed and so (laughs) I just love my husband. I just make up all these words and he helps me with the writing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love it. But, um, so, so, you know, she was telling her mom that everybody's going out and partying. Well, she doesn't. And that's her, she is living a life, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. She is not conforming to the world's way of doing things. But she's being transformed by the renewing of her mind. And she she has purpose that she will present her body like that. And so, um, you know, I, I encourage you, you. You've just heard this. And maybe there's areas in your life right now that the Holy Spirit is stirring something in you right now. That uh, maybe you haven't presented your body a living sacrifice. You haven't presented your mouth with your language. <laughs> you need to clean that up. Um, maybe you haven't presented your thought life as a living sacrifice. You've allowed um, your imagination uh, to run wild. Um, Whatever area it is, you know what it is. Um, The Holy Spirit is revealing that to you and you can repent. You can ask the Lord to forgive you and you can turn from that. And today, right now, you can start walking as a living sacrifice and presenting your body as that unto the Lord. Amen. You know, before we go, can I can I just exhort some a young person out there, or maybe if you're not younger, you can go tell somebody that is, but um, the, the single greatest social pressure that teenagers and young people face is conformity. Mm. And uh, like my wife said, we have, we have this young woman and we have others that we are, you know, intricately around. And, um, you know, today, if you, if you march to the beat of a different drummer, um, i.e. if you're you know a believer and you don't go here or don't go there and do this or that you're you're like a considered a dork or (laughs) or a nerd or a fool um um so everybody's trying to press us even as christians or true christians or believers to to conform to the world um we don't you know and teenagers don't want to seem foolish but I, i will say this but that, that's exactly what, and I'll say this with intensity and passion, that's exactly what we are called to be. We're called to be fools for Christ, so to speak. I don't care what anybody says about me. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And you want to call me a fool for Christ? I say, amen, call me that again, because that's what I will be. <laughs> um, I, I am going to be a nonconformist. I am not going to conform to the ways of the world. You're not going to conform to the ways of the world. Stand strong, man. Stand up. Stand strong. Be a be a someone that's living as a living sacrifice, presenting your body, uh, not conformed. Be a nonconformist, not conforming to the rules and the ways of the world and following the same path that everybody else is doing. Man, go the other direction with God. May I pray there be a discernible difference between um, every professing born again Christian that's listening to this with every secularist that that's out there. Um, when it comes to the things of, of, of how we live and how we behave in the world. So I say, man, transformation, um, from conformity. Don't be a conformist, be a transformist, be someone that has a, that lives in a, with a radical change of form. You are not who you used to be. Your mind is renewed. You have a change of mind. 
you're a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. In other words, you're giving all of who you are to God. So I'm going to leave you with that. We need to be giving all of who we are to God. I'm going to challenge my wife, myself, and anybody that's listening. Are you doing that? Are we doing that? Are we half in, half out? Giving a lot of ourselves to this, a lot of ourselves to that, and a little bit to God. We're supposed to to be giving God all of who we are. We're supposed to giving, be giving, pouring ourselves out to him. We're supposed to be living sacrifices, living. Our bodies are supposed to be, in other words, all of us, all that makes us, up, makes us who we are is supposed to be presented to God as a living sacrifice, not conforming to the world, but living a transformed life by the renewal of our mind. So I encourage and I challenge us. We need to live our lives that way. Well, I know that you were blessed as you listened and making some adjustments in your life right now. We um, are so blessed to be able to bring you this. And, you know, we're growing with you. So we, we pray you have a blessed uh, rest of your day. And we look forward to you listening to our new podcast that will be coming in a few days. And remember, our beliefs should impact our behavior. God bless you. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. We pray that you were inspired and encouraged. And until next time, remember to live all out for Jesus Christ. God bless you. And we'll see you next time.